0: Luke chapter number 12, Luke 12, verse 15, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Now that's the exact opposite of what the world says. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully... And uh, notice, the fellow's already rich. (laughs) Uh, And uh, he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. Let us pray. Our Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, for another privilege to preach your word, and God, I realize how I need you tonight. I pray for strength. I pray for wisdom and power. Lord, I just desire to be a vessel in your hand. Help me, Lord, to represent you uh, in a truthful and honest way, to rightly divide the word of truth. And, Lord, I pray for uh, the ability to communicate this truth in a way that will bring honor and glory to you. Deal with every heart, save any that be lost and revive the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you on the thought uh, some things that you can lose. Uh, you know, there are some things you can't lose, and I thank God for that. You can't lose your salvation, and if you could, I would have certainly already lost it, but uh, the Bible says we're kept by the power of God. The reason you can't lose it is because uh, the Lord's the one that keeps it, not us. And uh, that's that's a wonderful and blessed truth. Uh, and uh, Miss Johnson is just telling me about uh, Maude McKinney getting in the road this week, almost getting run over. And and I think she has uh, uh, you know Alzheimer's is beginning on her. And and uh, and I've seen that happen to other people. And uh, you know uh, Brother Jerry is talking about I believe it's Brother Jerry talking about uh, uh, when God saved him and. Uh, you know, the memory of that, and, and uh, I remember, uh, you know, uh, I think of Miss Good up in uh, Bryan Center there, and, and uh, I remember when Alzheimer's first started on her, and, and uh, then now, of course, she don't know who I am, don't know who the family is, and, and uh, but, uh, you know, when she didn't know me or no uh, others, she knew Jesus. She knew who Jesus was. And she'd talk about the Lord when she could. Uh, so, uh, you know, a person may get to the place, uh, they lose their mind, their memory, and, and they, they may forget who their family is. They may forget who Jesus is even. But aren't you glad Jesus will never forget you? And that's what really counts. So there are things, in fact, that's uh, a message uh, Uh, that I may bring sometime things you can't lose, but I want to talk tonight on some things that you can lose. Some things you can lose. Someone wrote, and I'm not sure I have the quote right, but it's something like this, that uh, uh, no man is a fool who gives up that which he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And so there are things that we cannot keep, uh, and there are things that, we cannot lose. But things that we cannot keep, things that we can lose, first of all, earthly possessions. You can lose them. Right. Earthly possession. Jesus wrote there and told us in uh, Matthew wrote what Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter six. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where rust and moth doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal but lay for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. I remember one of the first cars I had was a 55 Chevrolet, green and white. I like to have it now. <laughs> uh, but I kept that thing washed and, and waxed and it uh, was my pride and joy at the time till I began to notice some rust. You know, I was taking care of the outside, but underneath the rust was eating away. And, and it, uh, it really, I think, gave me uh, an indication early in life that uh, the things of this world cannot be counted off. Uh, they, they are temporal. You can lose them. And many people have. Uh, rust. Someone can break through and steal. And I think that's a terrible thing. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and sometimes people, uh, uh, you know, people come in and steal things that, uh, that have a sentimental value. I think Greg had some, uh, some guns stolen that belonged to his dad. I, I think that's about as sorry as you can get, right. really. Uh, again, things that, that, that have a connection and, and mean something to us, but, the, but that can happen. Thieves break through and steal. And uh, the rust can corrupt it. And the fire can destroy it. And I've seen that happen. Uh, fire, just take everything you've got. Uh, that happened to Randy Morgan some years ago. And, and uh, uh, fortunately they got out, uh, the family was that without being hurt. But, But, uh, you know, being uh, things you cannot replace, pictures and and special items that that the fire takes away. Some of you may have experienced that in the past. Uh, This is just an indication uh, that these things can be lost. 1 Timothy 6, 7 said, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And how true that is. We came with nothing, and we're leaving with nothing. Someone asked the question about hired Hughes. How much did he leave? And the answer was given, he left it all. Right. He left it all, just like everybody else. Someone said they never saw a U-Haul truck fall in a hearse. And uh, you, you have to leave it behind. Uh, and uh, so I, when I think of that, I'm always reminded of the story of this uh, this uh, man who kept his money in the fruit jars. And his wife, uh, his wife said, uh, You know, what are you going to do with that money? He said, When I die, I'm taking it with me. And uh, so he uh, went up in the attic and put the fruit jars with his money in up in the attic. And he, consequently, he died later on. And she went up to look for the money and said, uh, Just as I thought, he went the other way. Now, that's a fun little story, but there's a lot of truth in it. Uh, you know, that uh, evidently his, his trust was in his riches, as Brother Payne's been teaching. And uh, uh, so uh, these things can be lost, and we cannot take them uh, with us. You think of the story of the rich young ruler there uh, who allowed his riches to keep him from Christ, and that was his God and his trust. And he went away sorrowful. You know, I think uh, I think of that illustration and and you know the parables and the stories that Jesus taught uh, were applicable, certain to real life experiences. And I think of those that that may have done similar, that may have done the same thing that he did, and now they're in hell. And I wonder how important it was. Think of that in, in Luke sixteen. In fact, uh, there are those who uh, who say that. The story Jesus gave here in Luke 12 and then the one he gave uh, about the rich young ruler and, and Luke 16 all has the same man in mind. I don't know where the Lord has him in mind or not in all those stories. But uh, the, the rich man died and went to hell. And in hell, those riches meant nothing. You can lose earthly possessions. Right. Hebrews 11:25 says, Choosing rather to suffer affliction... Were the people of God then to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season? Now we have the contrast between the rich and ruler there. Moses he could have had it all, but he made a choice. He made a choice to leave Egypt. He made a choice to uh, to turn that down in order that he may have eternity, eternity with the Lord. Now in Colossians three two, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, and that's the key. Where is your affection? Set your affection. Uh, In the Old Testament, the Scripture says, if riches increase, set not your affection on them or your heart on them. If God blesses you, don't set your affection on those things. Set your affection on things above and try to use them for God's glory. Now, Job, we've been studying the book of Job. Job lost it all. You know, I I read that story and I'm I'm, I'm amazed at, at the tragedy in that man's life. I mentioned this morning about Harry Lanning's son. His wife killed with a drunk uh, driver. His brother died with cancer. Now in a week his mom and dad are gone. And uh, you think of the tragedy that's happened in people's lives. But Job lost it all. Job was a very wealthy man. And Job lost everything. And lost his children. Ten children. All of them died in the same day. And then he lost his health. He lost the respect of his wife. He lost his friends. He lost everything. But I like there where he says, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. (laughs) You know, uh, what a man. I'm looking forward to meeting that man one day. Uh, He had the real thing, didn't he? But uh, I think Job is just an illustration of, of what can happen in one's life, uh, that, that you can lose these things. Don't set your affection on them. Uh, you, can, uh, you can lose these things. Again, in Matthew 6, uh, he says, Take no fault for tomorrow, uh, and what you shall eat or drink or put on. And he gives the example, of the fowls of the air and the lilies of the field. And uh, in verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And so earthly possessions can be lost in the story here in that we read. Uh, This rich man lost everything when he died, didn't he? He lost it all. Now not only can you lose earthly possessions, but you can also lose your soul. Here this man, the ground brought forth plentifully. He said, what shall I do? I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Again, he was already rich and uh, uh, he already had more than he needed and uh, the ground brings forth plentifully. It's kind of like the fellow, uh, you know, that that his aim in life was to be a millionaire. But he said when he became a millionaire, he wanted the second million twice as bad as he wanted the first million. And... Uh, I've already gave up on my first million, you know. Uh, so I'm on the second. I know uh, Kedron brought me a, a picture one time, <laughs> I had a picture of a million dollars, and uh, uh, said, Here's your million dollars. Well, you know, I was thinking about this, uh, uh, this uh, uh, well, I can't think of his name. Now, these fellows that boxed, you know, this cannibal that ate that fellow's ear. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, Mike Tyson, and uh, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, to lose in the fight, thirty million dollars. I'll tell you, there's nobody in the world worth thirty million dollars. These ball players, you know, making millions of dollars in a year, it's just unreal. I think we've got our priorities turned around somewhere, don't you? But they penalize all. Oh, they took ten percent of it. Only leaving him twenty-seven million, don't you feel sorry for him? (laughs) I'd probably eat an ear for that. (laughs) Anyway, let's go on. (laughs) Uh, This man this man was wealthy. Uh, What shall I do if I go on? I'll tell you, might as well laugh and get it over with, I guess. (laughs) But uh, here he is, and he he already has this wealth, and he said, I'm going to pull down my barns. I'm going to build bigger barns. Now, he didn't care about anyone else. He only cared about himself. I'm going to build bigger barns, and there I'm going to bestow all my goods. You know something? He never built one barn. He never harvested one crop. Have you ever noticed about the time you get ready where you can really live, it's time to die. You ever notice that? That's No wonder God told us to lay up treasure in heaven. No wonder he told us to live for the world to come. Because by the time you get fixed here, it's time to leave. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, the Bible said there, it said we came in this world with nothing, we leave with nothing. And, you know, I've, I've said that we came in this world with nothing and the government's going to make sure you leave with nothing. Because the time the doctors and the rest homes get through with you, ain't going to be nothing left anyway, no matter how much you got. Uh, most people, anyway. But uh, anyway, he, the Lord said, uh, He said, I'll say to my soul, thou foolish, thou hast sold thy as much goods later for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? He not only lost his earthly possessions, but he lost his soul. You know, I think I've said that a lot of people lose everything when they, you know, when they, uh, when they leave here, they have nothing. Right. And then they have nothing to look forward to. What, how, what tragic. You know, you may not have a lot in this world, but if you got heaven, uh, then, then uh, you know, that, that means everything. Right. But if you don't have nothing here and then have nothing there, to me, that's the greatest tragedy. There are some, the only heaven some will ever know is this earth. But for the child of God, the only hell we'll ever know is here. Think of that. The only suffering, the only, the only judgment that we'll ever have is this world if you're saved. But uh, uh, he lost it all. He lost everything. He lost his riches. He lost his soul. The Bible said in Ezekiel eighteen four, The soul that sinneth shall die. Mark 8, 36 and 37 said, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Soul's eternal. And uh, if he had it all, you'd have to leave it. Uh, And so uh, the soul, you can lose your soul if you're not saved. And the Bible says in Matthew 10, 28, I fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Fear him that can destroy body and soul in hell. Then third thing you can lose, you can lose your fellowship. Now I said you can't lose your salvation, but you can lose your fellowship with God. Now, uh, this happened to David uh, in First uh, John one three. Let me give you that verse first. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I was thinking about this morning service, and I was blessed, and I hope you was. And man, I need I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need for God just to throw a handful out on purpose yeah. along the way. And sometimes it gets tough. <laughs> And you fight the devil and, and the battle, you know, and the, the burdens and the trials and the needs. And, and uh, you pray and some real prayer needs I've been praying about. And, and uh, Lord, you know, I need help. Uh, and isn't it wonderful that, that God comes through and this blesses you and lets you know that He's, he's still around. And He hasn't forgotten us. Uh, truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. That is wonderful that we can have this wonderful privilege of fellowship. And, uh, you know, I uh, I enjoy uh, animal programs and and educational things. And But, you know, something that gripes me is, uh, you know, they talk about... Uh, uh, you know, we, we, this shows, you know, where man came from and these little animals and little bugs and little fish swimming around. And they were here, yeah, they were here 300 million years ago. And, and all this, <laughs> I just, you know, I just feel like saying, wake up. And <laughs> that uh, we have the answer. God created this thing. And I mentioned Wednesday night you know a lot about this Mars thing. And, and uh, boy, I'll tell you, they're just all excited about that little toy thing up there right around. And uh, it, it is kind of amazing. That's a long way from home. And they talking about sending a man up there. Now, what, what for? <laughs> There's a lot more important things than that. Oh, we've got to send somebody. And talk about how many millions of dollars it's going to cost. And they said, you know an amazing thing? We have figured out that Mars is similar to the Earth. The rocks there, that little thing run up to a rock and stuck its snout out and analyzed the rock. And, and they said it's, uh, it's kind of like the Earth. Yeah, you know what that tells me? Same one that made the Earth, made Mars. <laughs> Same one. I mean, God. God created this thing. God made all this. He's still on the throne, isn't he? And we can have fellowship. We can have fellowship with this God. Isn't that amazing? That you and I, and no matter who you are, your status in life, and you may be as poor as Job's turkey. They used the old saying, "Never how the poor that was." Someone said we was poor, but we didn't know it. Everybody else was poor. So, but. Uh, uh anyway, you can have fellowship with the Father, with the Creator, and you can talk to Him. And uh, that's a wonderful privilege. Now, David, but listen, you can lose your fellowship with Him. You can get, you can't get through to Him. You can get, you can't feel His presence. And the reality of God is not real to you. You can lose your... You can't lose your, your position. You can't lose your standing with them if you're saved. That cannot change. It's just like your child. Your child may become disobedient, but they're still your child. If they, you gave birth to them, they're your child. You cannot disown them. In reality, they're still your children. Uh, but uh, we're a child of God, but you can lose your fellowship in your joy. David said in Psalm 51, to restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. David didn't lose his salvation. He lost the joy of it. And that can happen. That's happened to me. And I've lost fellowship of the Lord. And you talk to him and, and you can't get through to him. You wonder where God's at. You can lose that fellowship. Uh... You know, in Luke 15, he tells us the story of the, of the lost sheep and the lost coin and the lost son. And, uh, you know, the Bible compares us to sheep purposely. Sheep are unique. You take a cat away from home, a lot of times the cat finds its way back. Someone said they took the cat away from home. When they got home, the cat was there waiting on them. <clears throat> but uh, not a sheep. A sheep loses all sense of direction. I am told that a sheep is, uh, needs a shepherd. And the Bible uses that as a comparison. The sheep tend to wander. Uh, the song says prone to wander. That's how we are. We're, we're prone. We're, we're prone to do that. But you know something? If you're, if you're one of his sheep, you know what he does? One thing I like about that story, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them goes astray, he goes after it. He didn't say if ten went astray, only one was lost. Just one. And if you're a child of God, he's going to come after you. If you're this one, he's going to come and get you. You can lose your fellowship. Fourthly, you can lose your testimony. Look at Luke 14. Luke 14, verse 34 and 35. He said, salt is good. My wife would agree with that. I get on her all the time about eating too much salt. She has high blood pressure. And you like salt, Jerry? <laughs> salt is good. Yes, it is good. But, you, you know, you don't need a gallon. Uh. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill. But men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. It's kind of like a little little story I read about the teacher there. What is man's What is man's chief end? To glorify God. If he doesn't glorify God, what's he good for? He's good for nothing. That kind of goes right along with scripture, doesn't it? If the salt is lost, what is salt good for? If the salt has lost its savor, what is it good for? It's good for nothing. Now salt is used to preserve, salt is used to melt ice, salt is used to give flavor and so forth. But, But if the salt loses its ability to be salty, what's it good for? You might as well sprinkle some sand on. It's good for nothing. That's what Jesus said. Listen, you can lose your testimony. You can't lose your salvation, but you can lose your fellowship with the Lord, and you can lose your testimony. You can lose your testimony. Matthew 5 13, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted Its forth good for nothing, be cast out and be trodden under foot of men. Same thing Luke says, and it goes on says, You're the light of the world in that scripture. In 1 Corinthians 9 25, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that be any means. When I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. And I'm saved, and I'm not going to be lost, but I could lose my testimony. And if I lose my testimony, I might as well quit preaching. A lot one of the saddest stories in the Bible. The Bible said, 2 Peter 2, 7, he was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, and when he warned his son in, sons-in-laws there in Genesis 19, 14, he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-laws. Listen, he lost his testimony. Lot was saved, and he didn't lose his salvation, but he lost his testimony. His sons-in-law, they laughed at him. He seemed as one that mocked. They laughed at him. He'd lost his testimony. Don't lose. Guard your testimony. It's very important. It's important for the salvation of others and for our service for Christ. And finally, you can lose your rewards. I can't lose my soul, but I can lose my rewards. The Bible said in First Corinthians three fifteen, if any man's work abide. Uh, it, if any man's work shall be burned, he said he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. I don't like what i got down there. Let me make sure I have that right. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 3 and uh, verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, So, yet so as by fire. Verse 14. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And in 2 John, verse 8, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. And in Colossians 2 18, let no man beguile you of your reward. Rewards are for faithful service. And I want to stress the word faithful. That means you stay with it, you don't quit. faithfulness. Stay with the job. Stay with the stuff. Be thy faithful unto death, he says, and I'll give you a crown of life. Be thy faithful unto death. I'm not doing anything. I'm not preaching to earn heaven, to earn my way to heaven. I'm preaching, hopefully, to glorify God and to earn a reward when I get there. I want a reward. And the Bible says we need to desire a full reward. Not just a partial reward. We want to desire a full reward. Now you can lose it. I think it was John Rice and, uh, who told about having a dream. And I, I'm not much for dreams. I, you know, don't base, don't base your doctrine on something you dreamed. You know, I've had, heard people testify, and they, they base their hope of heaven on something they dreamed. Based, listen, base your hope of heaven on what God said in this book. But, this this is sure and steadfast. You know, dreams are, uh, you know, uh, can, can be misleading sometimes. But uh, uh, I'm telling this because I think there's a message in it. And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, things can, we can get a message in different ways. But uh, uh, he had this dream, if, I'm, if I under- remember the story right, and and he went to heaven, and they were showing him all around heaven, and the beautiful buildings and everything, and the joy, the glories of heaven, and, and they had this huge building, and he said, "What's in that building?" He said, "Oh, you don't want to go in that building." He said, Oh, I've, I've got to see. I've got to see what it's all. Oh, no, you don't want to see in that building. And finally, they allowed him to look in that building. And he said, In that building, which is packed full of rewards and treasures, he said, What is all that for? He said, Well, those are rewards that we were going to give to some. Christian people, you know, but said they they gave up, and they become weary and well doing. They throw them in the towel, and therefore they're not going to get reward. I don't. That again, that's just a dream, and and I don't think that's that's literal. Don't take that literally. I don't think that's what heaven's like. And I believe that's going. That part of it is going to literally happen. In fact, that's what he said there in Corinthians. Uh, if any man's work should be burned, he shall suffer loss. Now, you can't lose something that's not yours, right? I mean, I can't lose your car. <laughs> it don't belong to me. You know, say I lost, uh, I misplaced their car. <laughs> I can't can't lose something that's yours. Now, I may borrow it and lose something and that, You know, that's bad when you borrow something and lose it. That's happened. (laughs) It's kind of like the story in the Bible where the fellow borrowed the axe and the axe head fell off and went in the water. You remember that story, Elijah? And he said, oh, it's borrowed! It's borrowed! (laughs) Throw the stick in and the axe head floats. Uh, That was a miracle, certainly. But you can lose your reward. You can lose material possessions. And that's bad. You can lose your fellowship. And that's bad. You can lose your testimony. And that's bad. You can lose your rewards. And that's bad. But there's nothing as bad as losing your soul. You'd be better to lose everything else and not lose your soul because that's the most important thing. A spare his please.